0: Lots and lots of spoilers.
1: Hey, home skillet. You're back at Max Mike Movies. No, duh. That's our name. Don't wear it out. And we've got the same old series for you. Not! Take a chill pill. We've totally got a new series for you. In ancient times. The 90s! We're going back in time right now to the days when slap bracelets roamed the earth word proper talk to the hand oh god it burns
0: <laughs> i hope it
1: does <laughs> okay there's a lot about the language of the time i won't miss but that this decade produced some remarkably memorable and influential movies and by gum we're going to talk about them
0: we're going to talk about we're gum
1: st- Gum. My favorite gum. We're starting off with my choice, a short indie film about a bunch of people on an obscure little boat that turns out to be more than a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. In fact, it's over a three-hour movie. (laughs) Yes, I'm talking about the movie that made James Cameron the king of the world in 1997. (laughs) The movie that made Kate and Leo household names. The movie you were required by federal statute to see. Titanic. Are we? Uh, we are. Wow. I'm one of your hosts, the captain of the Pinafore, Max Levine, and over there, drawing me like one of his French girls, is Mike
0: Luce. <laughs> uh, put your hand there, and uh, oh, yeah, okay. behind uh, your ear, ooh, and then okay. raise your knee. Oh, Max. Oh, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> this really hurts. How long, to,
1: how long do I have to just lie
0: like this? Uh, as long as the movie lasted. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Never going to walk again. Uh, you wanted Ranty? to be a French girl. This is what it takes. <laughs>
1: I thought I just had to smoke and be contemptuous. Nah, that's not till the 50s. <laughs> but uh, before we get into James Cameron's business, we've got our own business. Ooh. Hey, do you like our podcast? Yes, Please please like our podcast if you, if you want you can check out our entire Back catalog at MaxMikeMovies.com that, There's our website Ooh. You can also listen to us as you probably are On the podcast app of your choice Like the Google Podcast or the Apple Podcast app uh, We are available on Spotify Ooh. And you, you can find us also on, on the social medias Not the Mark Zuckerberg movie We're on Facebook and Twitter under MaxMikeMovies And of course you can always email us with compliments, honorifics.
0: Large cash um, donations.
1: Large cash donations. <laughs> loving, longing looks at, at, uh, at us, literally us at com.
0: Hey, French girl, rein it in.
1: <laughs> we, I can do that thing.
0: You, can, you can't fire me. I'm French. Oh, you've got a point. Wait, what point? What point? point? <laughs> I don't know. My head hurts. <laughs> The show. Hey, is there any trivia with this movie? Boy, is there! Yeah, I had to
1: really, I had to prune through some of this because the trivia goes on for miles and miles of ocean. So does
0: the film. Ah. Yes,
1: the trivia is a deep ocean. (laughs) First off, this was at the time the most expensive. Actually, no, for all it was the most expensive movie filmed in the 20th century. This movie cost $200 million, Cripes. which, by the way, is more than the Titanic would have cost, cost to build. Because <laughs> the co- in 1910, 1912, the cost was about one and a half million pounds sterling, mm. which was at the time about the equivalent of seven and a half million dollars. Uh, in 1997 dollars, that was between 120 and 150 million
0: well, of course, so, what lesson did Hollywood learn from this? Oh, heck, I can spend more than that.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: especially because this movie cost
1: $200 million. It made the worldwide gross, and this was just in the first year or two, was $2 was 2000000000 That's with a B. $2 billion.
0: Yeah, I had uh, I had a part of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this freaked. Of course, the cost just freaked the living hell out of this, the studio. When production costs just spent Viraled out of control, the studio tried to scrap scenes wherever they could. The first class lounge where Rose has tea with her mother, it was deemed too expensive to be built. However, a miniature about one quarter size was required for the flooding scene, so the actors filmed the lounge scene against a green screen and shots of the miniature were digitally edited into the background.
0: Damn, never would have guessed.
1: Yep. Uh... When she found out that she had to be naked in front of Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet decided to break the ice. And when they first met, she just flashed him. <laughs> yeah, she apparently had no problems doing nude scenes. She didn't have a body double or anything.
0: I'm, I'm sure that Leo was really nervous and uptight. Well, he was younger back then. I don't.
1: This was the thing that really made him a huge name. He was a name, but <laughs> my favorite is... You know who they wanted instead of him? Who? Johnny Depp. Oh, and Depp turned it down.
0: I wonder how old he was has, at the time.
1: I'm not sure. We could look it up, but I honestly don't know.
0: Hmm.
1: Now the the scenes are set set in 1912. In other words, the whole movie, except for the present day scenes and the opening and ending credits, have a total length of two hours and forty minutes, mm-hmm. which is the exact length of time it took for the Titanic to sink. Oh. Also, the collision with the iceberg supposedly lasted about 37 seconds, which is how long the collision scene is, is set. Okay. Cameron went berserk doing uh, uh, research on this. He talked to the like four remaining survivors, he read everything he could, Yeah. and he got really into diving. I'll get to that in a minute.
0: You might even use the word obsessed.
1: Yeah, one might. Uh, In the scene where the water comes crashing into the grand staircase room, that gorgeous thing you know with the big clock, the filmmakers had to do this in one shot because at the end the whole thing would have been destroyed. Yep. They 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 got it.
0: Okay, Uh, water. Imagine giving the pep talk to the water. Okay, water. This is what I want you to do. Okay, your motivation is and really sell
1: it, man. Sell (laughs) it. Uh, Most of the ocean that the extras are jumping around in was only three feet deep except for a very small area that was much deeper around the set. Debris, like deck chairs and life jackets, were placed in the water to mark exactly where they could safely jump. Once they jumped, they'd swim to the shallow second section and crouch to give the illusion of deep water.
0: Splash, splash, uh, splash. Ah, oh, I can't swim, I can't swim, I can't swim. This,
1: this was not an easy shoot, by the way. Really? James, Ca- James Cameron infamously threatened to fire anyone who dared to get out of the water tank For a bathroom break while shooting the lifeboat scenes uh, Leading more than a few of the actors Including Kate Winslet to um, Make use of the water as a facility (laughs) So yes, there was a lot of peeing on that set
0: (laughs) Well, at least we know they didn't actually freeze to death Because, you know, I was worried about
1: that (laughs) Kate Winslet probably had the worst of it She was one of the few actors who wasn't allowed to wear a wetsuit During the water scenes most of the others could because they were wearing fairly con- concealing clothing. As a result, she got hypothermia oh. and almost quit the production. James Cameron managed to persuade her to stay. Also, she suffered bruises so impressive that the makeup artist had to take photos to use for reference later. She also chipped a bone in her elbow. Wow. This was not an easy shot for young Kate.
0: Well, no wonder she wasn't interested in doing Titanic 2.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The search for
0: Jack. Uh, Jack, James- Jack! 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 <laughs> oh, he's, he's
1: desiccated. Oh, well. Uh, James Cameron went on 12 dives to the real Titanic himself yeah. and found it an overwhelming emotional experience to actually see it. During his first trip, he was so goal oriented that he managed to film the shots he wanted, but as soon as he was back on the surface, he just broke down in tears finally realizing the magnitude of the historic tragedy he just witnessed. He ended up spending more time with the ship than its living passengers did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as I said, um, obsession.
1: Yeah. In the engine room scenes, most of the stuntmen were only about five feet tall to make the room look bigger. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The scene where Rose meets Jack to thank him for saving her life was improvised by the two actors at Cameron's request. And the
0: spitting scene was almost all ad-libbed. Really? Wow, what a surprise. Yeah, yeah the spitting scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's,
1: that. honestly, that's just gross. It is. I didn't it's think. supposed to be cute and touching and all that,
0: but ew. Because nothing says I love you like a big wad of gob of phlegm.
1: I love you. Hawk <laughs> Uh Cameron also credits Kate Winslet with writing the heart-wrenching This is where we first met line at the final sinking as well as suggesting that Rose spit in Cal's face, rather than, as scripted, jab him with a hairpin. Mm. According to Zane, now, uh, I'm sure this was an accident, but according to Zane, they had to do so many retakes, he sort of went numb being spit in the face, and Winslet started using lube because she ran out of saliva. Yuck.
0: Yeah, ew, <laughs> Did ew, ew. not need to know. <laughs>
1: Uh, The film has over 100 speaking parts and over 1,000 extras, all of whom needed to be dressed in lavish period costume. That's what you were going to say, all of whom died. (laughs) Not quite. I want realism. Titanic, by the way, is the most, I still think this is still true, the most Oscar nominated film with 14 nominations, not to win any acting. Categories.
0: Mm, that's probably, mm. sadly, probably fair.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not an actor's movie, but we'll it get is to not. that. This was also the first film to be nominated twice for an Academy Award for the portrayal of the same character. Oh,
0: right. Kate,
1: w- Kate Winslet was, got nominated for Best Actress for Rose and Gloria Stewart. Got uh, Best Supporting Actress nom. Uh, the next time this happened was in 2001. The movie Iris, also starring Kate Winslet. Mm. Uh, Gloria Stewart, by the way, was 86 when she made this movie. She was the only person in on the production who was alive when uh, Titanic sank. You know, hmm. she was, like, two. but uh, And they actually had to put aging makeup on her to make her look 100 years old.
0: She looked old. I don't she know if she I did. did. I don't know if I'd say 101, but okay.
1: Yeah. The rooms that... Caledon Hockley <laughs> I love that's his full name Cal's full name wrote Rose and Ruth you know the her mother occupied that was B52 54 and 56 those are actual rooms on the real Titanic they were originally booked by JP Morgan oh. but he canceled right before the ship sailed. Ooh. He owned a controlling interest in uh, International Mercantile Marine, which which owned the White Star Line. J.P. Morgan, why did you do it? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he gonged the trip. (laughs) Uh, The the elderly couple seen hugging on the bed while water floods their room were supposed to be the owners of Macy's department store in New York, Ida and Isidore Strauss, both of whom died on the Titanic. Hmm. Ida was offered a seat on a lifeboat but refused, so she could stay with her husband, saying... As we have lived together, so shall we die together. Mm. There was a scene filmed that depicted this moment, but they cut it from the final version. Uh, it was Mrs. Strauss.
0: Because hmm? why would we want any of that human interest? You know, we.
1: Uh, it was Mrs. Strauss who actually who originally said, "Where you go, I go." That inspired Rose's version of the oh. line.
0: Did uh, you have, there, did hmm? you have? I'm sorry. Did you have uh, any notes about the Guggenheims in there?
1: Uh, No, I did not. Although they do show up.
0: They do, and they were really there. Peggy Guggenheim's the one woman who is probably best known for uh, bringing um, modern art into the modern age, mostly in the 50s, discoverer Mm -hmm. of Jackson Pollock, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so she suddenly became parentless because of this. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Sorry. Mm, That's okay. Fine art. This is a legendary piece of trivia. This is apparently true. On the final night of shooting, I'd heard about this. I didn't know if it was a a rumor or not. The final night of shooting in Nova Scotia, one or more criminals mixed in the drug PCP, a.k.a. angel dust, into the clam chowder served to the cast and crew. Eighty people... Were taken ill and more than 50 had to go to the hospital Including 87-year-old Gloria Stewart Oh no, excuse me, she was spared Because for whatever reason she was eating somewhere else Mm. Initially they thought it was shellfish poisoning Except James Cameron noticed one crew member Was demanding to see a priest The director of photography was leading a conga line And the assistant director was talking to Cameron Over a walkie-talkie while looking straight at him (laughs) And she stabbed him in the cheek with a pen when he brought this up to her. He realized that the chowder had been spiked. Wow, okay. In absence of a purging agent, you know, he didn't have an Ipecac, Cameron made himself throw up before the drug took full effect. His bloodshot eyes afterwards terrified the other crew members into thinking that it was another effect of the drug. Bill Paxton and Bill Paxton, (laughs) felt listless for two weeks after the incident. Usually PCP gets out of your body uh, within a few hours, but the drug itself can take over eight days to completely metabolize. Yikes. They never caught who did it. Hmm. They figured it was some disgruntled crew members who'd been fired, of which there were many. (whistles) But Cameron himself always believed it was an ex-crew member who had an argument with the caterer, and subsequently wanted to try to get the caterer fired. So basically, jerk all around.
0: Oh, man. But also, like, PCP? I mean, I don't even know what it stands for, but that's like heavy-duty stuff. It's not like, oh, I put some pod in the chowder, you know. No,
1: PCP is animal tranquilizer. It's like ketamine on steroids. It's incredibly dangerous. It it causes psychotic breaks. (laughs) Oh, no, that was really nasty. You could have killed somebody.
0: Yeah, and, you know, conga. Uh, That's nothing to play with.
1: (laughs) Seriously. Uh, Cameron, by the way, was adamant He did not want any song in the film Not even over the closing credits Because he often figures they don't fit tonally And yet the, compo- uh, the composer James Horner, however He was struggling to end the movie On a strong emotional note And he thought a song would be the best way to do it So he secretly arranged With lyricist Will Jennings And some singer named I don't know, Kelleen Dion. Ugh yeah. <laughs> C- Celine, D- Celine Dion to write My Heart Will Go On using the central musical theme of the movie as a melody. A demo tape was recorded with most of the 20th Century Fox top brass in attendance, and they loved it.
0: Of course they did.
1: Horner then presented the recording to Cameron, who responded favorably, although he had no idea who she was. Well, nobody
0: and, did. And when well, told Canada it was did.
1: his. Well. When uh, told it was his fellow Canadian, Celine Dion, he responded, oh, she's big, right?
0: <laughs> well, she wasn't, but then she was.
1: Yeah, he included the song over the closing pre- credits, and it went on to win the Academy Award for Best Original Song.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. It's uh, included over the, the final credits, if you watch them.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you get up and leave, you don't have to hear it.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, one last thing. In 2012, 100 years after Titanic sank, the entire wreck was mapped for the very first time. Until then, only the bow of the stern and a few of the areas in between were explored. And up until this point, there were all these theories about what went wrong, you know, apart from hitting a gigantic honk and hunk of ice. Hmm. They thought it was, like, built badly, or they used inferior materials. There was the disaster investigator James Childs virtually and in 3D reassembled Titanic and he concluded the Titanic was not poorly built it wasn't built of inferior materials and had no design flaw in fact, she floated longer than her builders expected once she hit the iceberg even a modern day battleship would not survive the side swipe blow the iceberg gave Uh, he also figured that the stern end likely corkscrewed to the sea floor once underwater in case you were interested
0: Mm. that changes everything <laughs>
1: and as I say, there is a ton more, mostly about the difficulties and the care in which he, Cameron did the recreations. But uh, I, I think that'll do for now. There's a couple of historical things I want to bring in later, but so <laughs> you say you're going to bring something up later? <laughs> yep, yep. <Yeah. laughs> oh, the plot. Yes. Well, they built the ship Titanic to sail the ocean blue. And they thought they'd built a ship that the water couldn't get through. But the Lord's almighty hand said that ship would never stand. It was sad when the great ship went down. Sorry, they made us learn that song in grade school for some reason. That's a song. It is a song. You're not singing it. You're not doing the dance. (laughs) You're darn right I'm not. Okay. It's April 1912, and the biggest, most luxurious ocean liner of the modern age, Titanic. Titanic sets off from London to New York, a voyage that should only take a week. On board is a collection of all the swells of the age, as well as lovely young Rose, Kate Winslet, a society belle who is being forced to marry a rich, handsome, massive jerk named Caladon Hockley. If your car's by, down,
0: go see Cal.
1: <laughs> played by rich, handsome, massive jerk Billy Zane. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't know that he is. He just strikes me that way. Also on board is is poor, handsome, sensitive artiste Leonardo Di... Sorry, I mean Jack Dawson A penniless but good-hearted drifter Played by Leonardo DiCaprio Boy on boat meets girl on boat Boy and girl fall in love Boat meets iceberg Iceberg wants to take the relationship too far Bad stuff happens Celine Dion sings The end That's pretty much the movie
0: Uh, yeah, you're just leaving out you know, This giant beginning and ending part But sure
1: Oh, nonsense <laughs> uh, a, a little actu- of the actual history uh, There were 2,224 people On board that boat Only 706
0: survived Yes, but it was all the good ones
1: <clears throat> Oh yeah <laughs> It still remains one of the deadliest Peacetime maritime disasters in history It's actually, in terms of loss of life Down around number 4 or 5 Oh Yeah Uh, The ship was touted as unsinkable, which really is the equivalent of jumping up and down screaming, nothing could possibly go wrong at the top of your lungs in a lightning storm. Baum? Yeah, just stupid. Titanic was 882 feet long, 92 feet wide, and weighed about 46,000
0: tons. So here's a piece of trivia I bet you did not know. You said 842 feet long?
1: And nine, inch, and nine inches,
0: yes. The original Starship Enterprise was 947 feet long, so bigger than Titanic. Oh, wow. I, I bring that up because I just happen to know it, and it's a piece of <laughs> trivia that's been stuck in my head since I was 10.
1: I'm so sorry. I hear there's medication for that.
0: Go ahead and ask me the uh, serial number of the trash compactor and say I Wars. will
1: not! I know you know that. You <laughs> won a prize for that at a science no, fiction convention. No,
0: I didn't. I have never won oh, anything a- for knowing that. I knew the oh. the name of the spaceship from Forbidden Planet. That, was, mm. that won me a prize that's right but, yeah okay what's the serial number three two six three eight two seven uh, you been feel in, better yes <laughs> it's been in my head since i saw the movie when i was 13 Ugh, stupid crap anyway continue with your <laughs> uh, to give you to give you by
1: the way a uh, comparison today's largest cruise ship the symphony of the seas is 1184 feet long 215 feet wide and weighs 228,000 Tons and it's unsinkable It's about about four no no one Has ever been stupid enough To describe any boat that way Except maybe a submarine Since (laughs) oh yeah No most oh boy is this ever sinkable I sure hope we don't sink
0: (laughs) Really Wow we have a lot of Vikings on board today uh, Wow Blue potato chips for everyone thank you Pat (laughs)
1: So that's pretty much, as I say, It's this movie is both a love story and an action movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair-ish. Yeah. Um, so, hey, real quick, uh, I know the answer to this question. Just be, I don't know, but I'm sure I know this answer, the answer to this question. Did you see this when it came out in the theater?
1: I did. I think I ended up seeing it twice because everybody I knew wanted to see this movie.
0: Yeah. Excuse, I, um,
1: excuse me. I'm sorry. All of the women I knew wanted to see this movie.
0: And uh, that's fair. I mean, I know I saw it with Libby at least once. Um, I saw How many it, times um, did you see it? Might have been six. <laughs> <laughs> six times. All right, so let's get this out of the way. I'm yeah. a romantic, and this movie is really good. I mean, it's not Pixar, but if you don't cry, I honestly don't know if you're human.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, cried when I when I found out that Bill Paxton survived to the end. <laughs> I am sorry in my in my head canon when Rose jumps off the back of the boat I pictured him sticking his head out the portal and her just shearing his head right off on the way down that would have made the movie perfect.
0: Well maybe he's one of those guys that got hit um, with the smokestack when it fell over.
1: No no, he wasn't on the Titanic. He was I know. on the the, the the I don't even know what the name of the other uh, Bob, oh. I don't
0: know the boat. <laughs> no, it was Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was it. That was it. It was on the science research special.
0: So I saw it I saw it 6 times in the theater, most of the time by myself. I would just go off and watch it and I it, it is it is a giant chunk of cheese. I will not say otherwise. It is a big floating for mo- the most part <laughs> chunk of cheese. But it's a very well-made chunk of cheese.
1: It is. It is a remarkable cinematic achievement, especially for the time. Some of the stuff doesn't age well. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But a lot of it really, really does. I did, I admit, I left out all the bracketing, which is, right. this takes place in 1987, where James Cameron, I'm sorry, where some guy played by Bill Paxton, who is obviously <laughs> a surrogate for James Cameron, yeah. is investigating Titanic. He's looking for a fabulous diamond called, Le Cœur du Mur. That's which, exactly how it's pronounced. The heart ev- of the ocean. Yeah, which one is the
0: heart of the ocean. No one ever says the sea, which sounds better. Uh, what was it, sea, you know, was it called? Mal de Mer. Wasn't that what it was called? Yeah,
1: <laughs> something like that. A big-ass blue diamond that is very clearly also supposed to be the Tavernier, which became the Hope Diamond. They even reference it.
0: All right, now wait. Uh, I want to stop here because I know you have have, and have some knowledge about gemstones. Yeah. Now, the Hope Diamond's not that blue.
1: It's not as deep blue. No, it's pretty blue though.
0: Do diamonds get that blue? Because that's pretty they sapphire.
1: Do. They absolutely do. Really? Diamonds come through. The, they're called. They usually used to call them anyway. Canary diamonds. Now they call them fancy colors.
0: Wait, diamonds
1: um, come in the whole range of the spectrum. There are yellow diamonds, green diamonds, pink hearts, green clovers, <laughs> purple. Horses. I'm sorry. They no. Literally, diamonds come in virtually every color. There are even diamonds that they call black diamonds, which aren't really black. They're kind of brilliant gray.
0: Besides, that's just coal, isn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's shinier.
0: Um, so, no, wait. <laughs> Way so, more
1: expensive.
0: Canary diamonds? Because, like, doesn't that usually denote yellow?
1: No, can it, canaries come in a lot of different colors, too. There are red canaries, green canaries. The birds? Yeah. Really? Yeah, take a look. Seriously. I mean, canaries why not... come in a lot of colors.
0: Why not call it, like, a sky diamond or... Deep blue sea diamond or something. Oh, I whatever. don't know. All right, because I was like looking at this thing, and that's not a diamond. <clears throat> that's not no, him.
1: no, that could very easily be a diamond. Okay. Uh, the colored diamonds sometimes are worth more or less than the clear diamonds, depending really it's on the fashion and the part of the world. In India, uh, red diamonds are very prized because they're similar to rubies, which rubies have religious significance.
0: Rubies oh, are also a- more expensive than diamonds, aren't they?
1: Again, depending where you are in the world. In hmm. India, rubies the most valuable stone. In America, it's diamonds. Because they told us it was. Yeah, pretty much because the De Beers Corporation said, You like diamonds.
0: <laughs> the one I liked most recently that went way off topic, but chocolate diamonds. Have you seen those? They're oh, brown. Oh, yes. Yeah, they're brown. <laughs> it's nice. Oh, tr- if there's a color I want to wear as a gemstone, it's brown, and it's yeah. a certain color brown. But you know, every sure so
1: often the market ends up with some collection of weird <laughs> colors. There was a time when they had these sort of sickly yellow diamonds, and they called them. They tried to call them champagne.
0: Uh-huh. They were
1: they were piss yellow.
0: Nice, <laughs> <clears throat> really unattractive. All right. So that of the big
1: things is pink diamonds, which were only found in Australia. Oh. Yep, that was one of the ends, that was when sort of the beginning of the end for the De Beers Corporation, but that's a whole other thing. So, yes, the uh, James Camp, sorry, Bill Paxton, sorry, whatever the character's name is, I honestly don't remember, and I don't care, uh, is looking for this fabulous diamond that supposedly went down with Titanic, and it's not where he thinks it is, and he gets this phone call from a woman named Rose, with about 12 last names, who claims she that uh the stuff he's showing that uh, he found in the stateroom was hers, and she knows where the heart of the the ocean is, so the whole movie is supposed to be her reminiscence of her trip on the Titanic, her forced marriage and her meeting and falling in love with Jack Dawson
0: right, and her, and her getting away end. from Billy Zane,
1: <laughs> yep getting away from Billy Zane and at the at the and, and her at the end of the movie pulling that Biggest dick move she really could. (laughs) I'm sorry. We will definitely talk about the ending because that just still annoys me. Well, let's just talk
0: about this part right now. So why does it annoy you? I mean, I personally, I don't understand the motivation. Yeah, at the end of
1: the movie, it turns out the whole time she had the heart of the ocean through through reasons. And that made sense. I'm not saying that it was like, oh, look, Deus Ex Machina. No, she ended up with the diamond, which she kept. Her whole life. She kept for over 80 years. And then at the end, despite knowing that Bill Paxton has spent three years looking for it, despite the fact she has a very nice granddaughter who has dedicated her life to taking care of her, she chucks the diamond overboard. (laughs) She throws... Now, I don't get that. It's not like it was a gift from Jack. It's not like it had anything really to do with Jack, except he drew her wearing this, wearing... Only this.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm like sorry. It's like I've drawn that... you, Max. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Except I wear a trash can lid instead of... Yeah. yeah, I, I have to say, that scene is really hot.
0: It, I'm sure it is. Yeah. It, it, it looked very it, uh, very it is, high in temperature. It's
1: very, It was. It's very erotic, I have to, I have to say. I remember... Sitting in the in the movie with like a friend of mine, I'm sitting, oh dear, this is uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he was thinking the same thing.
1: She, and I don't think she was. Or either that or she was wishing she was Kate Winslet.
0: Or she was giggling. Mm. Um... Why?
1: Why does she do it? Why does she throw it uh, away? Why doesn't she give it to one of these people who, I mean, even if you don't like Bill Paxton, and why would you, why can't she (laughs) just give it to her granddaughter who appears to be a really nice person and has taken care of her and this would set her up forever?
0: I don't, yeah, I don't really understand it either. I mean,. I guess you could say, well, she's giving the heart back to the ocean. I don't think the ocean cares. No, I
1: didn't. They never said it like was was found in the ocean. People don't mine diamonds in the ocean. I they mean, they come could easily... from the ocean. They come from volcanoes, pretty much, or gimbalite pipes.
0: <laughs> she she could have easily like thrown in her Superfly fro pick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she could have done that. <sighs> um.
0: I yeah I don't I mean it's 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 one of those things where it's like oh I get it it's a, wait no I don't get it you no. like you think you do and then you realize no I have no idea why she she could have done so much good with that like it was obvious that one of the things she didn't like about the society she was in was that these people were totally insular and they were only interested in themselves and making money well you could have sold that for a lot of money and helped a lot of people out but yeah
1: whoop. seriously. I don't get it either. No. it's And again, I would understand it if it was something Jack had given her or something
0: that she associated yeah. with him. Yeah. And speaking Ugh. of something Jack gave her, I'm going to tell you right now. There is no way that drawing would have survived. Now, if it had I was survived in the that. safe, yeah. if it had survived in the safe, it started, it started jetting water over the charcoal. No, no.
1: <laughs> I wondered Sorry. about that because, yeah, no. that the picture is in remarkably good shape because it's also pretty clear the safe was not watertight. No. Because <laughs> it was full of mud and full of water. Wouldn't it wouldn't. I thought it all would have been just sludge.
0: And I, to be fair, I don't know well enough... They were talking about the pressure down there. I don't know if the pressure would have forced the safe open, or maybe that's what forced the water in, but charcoal on paper... Yeah, if you brush it with your hand, it smudges. Mm. Water is not its friend. And sitting there shooting water off you know on, to get the mud off, no. The people handling all of those artifacts, not professionals. Because it's like, this they would have had to keep it in water for a long time, and then very gently, blah, blah, blah. blah. No, 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 no.
1: I-, I wanted to ask you, what about all those
0: painting sheets? Old... Good, I'm so glad you brought yeah, that up. she apparently so, had this collection
1: of, like, Monet and Picasso that she picked up for five bucks on the street or something. So, Cal says at least they were cheap.
0: Yeah, no. So here's the thing. The main painting we see mm-hmm. is a really poor choice. Isn't that Very the Water vi- Lilies? No, that, well, that's the Monet. That's not the no. big painting they show. Oh. The big painting they show is the Picasso. Uh, for uh. one thing, it's not even close to its original size, but whatever. Mm-hmm. The big problem is they picked an exceedingly important painting. They could have just picked a Picasso, and they could have even made a fake Picasso, and it would have been fine. No, they picked that one. That painting one? is... La. De- oh, I'm going to get it wrong. I don't speak French. The Demoiselle d'Avignon. It is probably the most famous painting of the modern era, because it pretty much starts the cubist movement on its own. It is a very famous painting. It is a very well-known painting. It is a very well-documented painting. And it has been in the Museum of Modern Art for decades. Ah, uh, that, fil- so- that painting... Yeah, that painting. So, Picasso paints it. Shows it to some friends. They don't like it. Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, what's all this ugly crap you're doing? He doesn't even show it. He paints it in 1906. He doesn't even show it until 1916. Okay? Ooh. And it doesn't even get bought until a show, I think, in 1936 or something in New York. And it gets bought for 25,000 francs, which I have no <laughs> idea what that was at the time. So, Fair amount of money. So, no. Don't do that. If you want to evoke a famous artist, make something up. We know who Picasso is. You could easily have made some Picasso-looking thing. And, look, it's Picasso. You know, yeah, It's, it's fine. not.
1: It's not like he was one of those guys who only did five paintings.
0: Oh dear gods! But don't pick <laughs> the best known work he ever made that we know is in a museum you can go see today. Is that the one with um, the
1: ballet dancers? No, or
0: no, that no. Was that somebody
1: no. else? That was a Monet, right? No, the, that was the, to be the, the a...
0: ballets was Degas. Degas. Um, and the... then the, the the water lily was was supposed to be a Monet. It's not Monet. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, his it, covered whole walls, didn't they? Well, he did lots of different. Uh, the whole series you're thinking of called Nymphaeus Boy, yeah. are we off track? Uh, is they are they've they were made for a specific place. They've been there since 1925 or whatever. Oh. Uh, they're gigantic. But he did lots of waterloo. But looking at that, it's like I'm sorry, I'm a fine arts nerd. Say, <laughs> look at that. No, that's not Monet. Nope. Oh, oh, nope, okay. nope. 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 Uh, I couldn't tell. Yeah, and they're trying to like the, they were better off talking about the Picasso because by the night by 1912 which is just before world war one uh the impressionists were out of f- out of favor they were they were like all considered old hat most of them had died by that point so uh the Picasso was a better choice but don't pick one we can go see yeah. because you're basically saying uh well this is all made up and not factually accurate and now I have to doubt a lot of your story because if you're showing us this stuff and showing us how important these works were and they were went down with the ship no they didn't
1: Go to New York; it's still there. oil paintings wouldn't have survived down there, would they?
0: You know, I don't know how (laughs) the water salt water
1: eats just about everything.
0: Well, and that's the thing; they found clothing down there.
1: Yeah,
0: they've even. I mean, you're better off with metals and porcelains because that stuff, like all the fish are like, I ain't eating that. (laughs) Um, The the, the, I don't honestly know, but I know it's not good for it. Um, The paint probably is fairly resistant i mean it's it's literally mostly linseed oil and pigments which are ground up everything uh i mean they were from from semi-precious gems to chalks to um you know stuff like that woods or whatever so i don't know uh could something have survived you'd be amazed with some of some stuff that survived certain things but i don't know but don't don't so what you're saying
1: is this ruined the movie for you (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was just like, why are you using that painting? Yeah. I mean, it's almost like you know, I, I don't know. I like Grant Wood's, um, um, you know, the the only painting anyone knows of Grant Wood, American Gothic. It's like putting oh, yeah. American Gothic in there. It's like, uh, it's in Chicago. <laughs> I can go see it. Gotcha. Speaking just in terms of visual
1: stuff, like the paintings or whatever, visually this movie is amazing. The yes. just right from the get go. Once you, I mean, admittedly. All I could think of when I'm watching Titanic is, is this the abyss in the, init- <laughs> in the beginning? Because, you know, yeah. I think that came later, didn't it?
0: Mm, no, I think the abyss was before this.
1: Yeah, it really looked, and it was another James Cameron underwater movie. <laughs> then, then they get to the tight ty- then they get to 1912, and uh, then visually it's just stunning. I mean, the clothes, the cars, the... Yeah. And they do a great job, I think, with giving you just an idea of the scale of Titanic, of how big, especially for the time, that boat was... I mean, the boat was—it was unprecedented. It was gigantic. It was almost twice the size of any boat, that, any <laughs> ship that had come before
0: it. You might even say it was Titanic.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> I do like how Rose points
0: out that what, you know, what Dr. Freud says about obsession with size. <laughs> yeah, uh, hey, you know, let's stop if you don't mind. It is very visual. I, I, no, I don't want yeah. to break your. I don't want to break your flow. Not it not was a... very visually interesting, and there was a lot of special effects that were mm. heightened and really well used in this film when they do the transitions from the old you know uh, wreck under the water into the decks and stuff it's actually a really good evocation of memory and stuff and and even the idea of spirit if you will
1: um, yeah no that work, that does that works and there I are lo- some
0: there are some points where i think the ship doesn't look quite as real as it could and like yeah. its launch um, I don't know how you watch this. I watched this on my gigantic, you might even say, Titanic TV. Um, and it was a 4K print, which actually doesn't help. Yeah. Because all of the special effects are really, really smooth. And then the filmed parts have some film grain to them. So they don't match. Oh, But, but the launch is just way too smooth. It almost looks painterly. Um,
1: my problem was the tracking shots from above. When they're trying to give you the sense of scale. And they're showing you all the people on the decks. And you're looking at them and going... Those look like the orcs in Lord of the Rings. You know, little—you could tell. It's like these are little CG people. Yeah, they're not moving naturally, and I'm—and that really threw me. That take that for that shot took me out of the moment. Fortunately, they don't do that too often.
0: No, the,
1: the rest of it is much more intimate, and they do a, a, I am sorry, I have said this before, and I will say it again. To me, the most interesting character in the entire movie is the ship. Titanic is fascinating. The way it's designed, those be- all the detail, the, the gorgeous linens and the beautiful china, and all. And I'm sitting there going, "My God, look at all these knickknacks, these breakable pieces they have lying <laughs> around on a boat. What does it matter with
0: you?" You, you know never- what the ship needs. This thing that rocks and rolls in all sorts of weather. Lots of glass.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of glass and a lot of tchotchkes made of porcelain and china sitting yeah. on flat tables. That's a good plan.
0: I, you know, I. The ship is very visually uh, interesting. I'll give you that. And the, the excess with which it was designed is interesting. Um, I actually do, as far as the characters go, I do like Rose as a character with one slight problem. Uh, they use her too much. I mean, she's, she... <laughs> they use her for foreshadowing way too much. There's one scene in particular where it's like, why did you do this? We don't need this. She's walking up the deck with the designer of the ship. And she says, Oh, I just happened to count all of the passengers and all of the lifeboats. And I just happened to figure out that you don't have enough. Is that true? And it's like, we all know this. We don't need you to do this. And now you're just making her out to be kind of annoying. Um, And we have this exposition scene. And that's one of the things I would like to point out is this. Cameron is not as, as subtle or as dexterous with exposition as some directors that we've watched. Um, He does like to have his characters tell us what's happening, why things are happening. Uh, Let's go over the plans of the ship so we can see what went wrong or what's going to go wrong. (laughs) See how it can't go wrong. Look at all these compartments, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. We know, we know. Um, And it's, I think the idea is that we do the brackets and we do Rose and Jack because we wanted to make this, he wanted to make the story more human. It can't be about numbers as startling and as astounding as they are. It has to have some sort of human element or quite honestly, we won't care as much, right? Um, So I like the idea of Rose. I like the idea that she's smart, she's willful, she wants to move on on her own and finally decides, yeah, to heck with that, I'm going. Um, And that scene with her mother, you Mm. know, and it's a really good scene because we can see both sides.
1: Yeah, right. in that moment, her mother stops being... That was one of my objections, is the so-called bad guys in this movie are really right. two-dimensional, including, for the most part, Rose's mother, except for that moment, when yeah. she is telling Rose she has to marry Chauncey Uppercrust, or whatever his name was, <laughs> you know, Cal. He has to marry Ca- the Phantom, sorry, Cal. And
0: When you need cash, marry Cal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. One eight seven seven cash for Cal. Um, yeah. Uh, explains explains to her that she has to she has to do this for the family, which appears to just be in other words her her that, yeah. yeah. As far as we know, there's no other rest of the family, right. and just that look of horror when she. Do you want to see me working as a seamstress?
0: Okay, at that moment, were you thinking yes? I actually would like to see. I that. was
1: my exact thought was. I think it'd do you some damn good to be a seamstress. Yeah. I think it'd do you some good to get a job. But yeah. you can tell that idea. Terrifies her, terrifies yeah. her. She can't stand it. It's not just like, oh, I wouldn't have servants. I wouldn't be this. I it's that's to her is the worst thing possible. And again, oh, it it's worse. you don't you don't entirely sympathize, but no. in that moment, she becomes more human. That was one of my problems with some of the others. Cal never does. No. Cal is just he should have a mustache to twirl. <laughs>
0: I'm, Are you he, saying that he should, he should be played by, uh, oh, I always forget his name, Snidely Whiplash. Um, oh,
1: Hans Conrad? Hans Conried.
0: yeah, yes. and there should be railroad tracks nearby for him to tie. Seriously, to. he
1: should keep referring to, to Rose as me proud beauty. Uh, him and his gun soul Lovejoy, who I love the name, who is played by David Warner, who is awesome.
0: Not Dave, in this he isn't. No. He's barely this, f- used.
1: He's hard. He's basically a piece of mobile scenery. And the sad mm-hmm. thing is, you, I was kind of interested. I was like, who is this guy? What? She thinks he used to be a cop. What happened? Was he caught taking a bribe? Was he too brutal? We don't find. Oh, it's just like, no. I, I, I'm basically, yes, master. He's, he's Come Renfield. Come Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's a stooge. And he, yeah. he, David Warner deserves better than that. Yeah,
0: I... Um, Not to mention, I
1: and I am sorry if this is an offensive term, he has the gayest gun I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> Does that, it shoot little ladylike
1: bullets? It's teeny-weeny. I mean, it's this silver-engraved automatic with ivory handles. It's like, oh, come on! Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, I, and
1: I, I, the only thing I figured is his boss made him get that because it was more tasteful.
0: I guess. Billy Zane... I really want to like Billy Zane, but there's yeah. always something just a little off about him, yeah. and it's sometimes it's visually. Um, and in this case, I'm sitting there looking at his face, and this is like, what is wrong here? There's something. It's it's kind of like Cameron did a a CG actor, and didn't <laughs> tell anybody, and it's like there's it's, something's not quite right. And I it's like he's handsome, kinda. But there's something just strange, and I, I, this is not and fair to Billy Zane. I don't know um, what it
1: is. It's like are his eyes on different levels, or I don't know. It's I don't just know. you're right. He it, but it's, everything just says he is supposed to be handsome, but there's some reason it doesn't work, and I, I and honestly I, don't know
0: why. And I keep staring at him. It's like I, I think he's talking. What? What? Okay. What is it? The and eyebrows.
1: And and never mind the appearance. He is a profoundly mediocre actor.
0: I uh, you know in this case I can't. I won't say that you're wrong, but I won't fault him because, honestly, his part yeah, is about yeah. as two-dimensional as the screen. Um, and there's a lot of that going around. Uh, Jack is basically whatever we need him to be. Oh, yeah, he used to be on a cattle ranch. and we, Oh, did we mention he's an artist? Oh, and he also blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Jack is, a
1: romantic, is yeah, yeah. a romantic fantasy. Yeah, he's a romantic fantasy. He's kind of a Gary Stu.
0: Yeah, and the thing I like about him, though, is that as a guy... He doesn't do a lot of things that male leads do. He never once forces himself in any way on Rose. Um, He never goes to grab for the kiss. She's more or less in control of the relationship. Only thing he does is come back and it's like, look, I have feelings for you. But if you tell me honestly that you'll be okay, I'll leave you alone. And she can't do it. No no um, she was, does she tell te- well initially she's she, she yeah, not in any way that anybody believes <laughs>
1: yeah but the, again the impressive thing about the character is she says no i want you to go away i'm asking you yes. to leave and he yep. leaves he does yep. what she asks and then she you know quite it, 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 her that moment of madness passes and she goes wait a minute I, no way I, I i want the nice guy
0: she takes another look at Billy's head and goes it's the eyebrows i can't stay <laughs> uh there is one part of their conversation that really bothered me though so there's that point the day after he saves her where they're walking on the deck and having this conversation and jack i like jack because he's like what have i got to lose i'm gonna start asking you stuff and she tells him and she's like oh yes this that and the other thing i hate this society i hate the whole thing i hate my entire life well do you love him i can't believe you asked that it's so rude it's like well you answered everything else okay why is this the deal breaker I mean, well, okay, because she doesn't want to admit. It. You just told us you didn't like him and didn't want to marry him. So why is saying that you love him or don't love him this such a I big didn't, deal?
1: I didn't have a problem with that, largely because it's clear she's very—he's getting her very flustered. She's realizing that she has feelings for him that have come on very suddenly, and she doesn't know how to deal with them because oh. she—her whole life she's been trained to be ladylike, to be demure, to be distant, and to try, in effect, to be rational, even though they and would never be... say that.
0: And to be fair, Jack's fun. Yeah, he is Jack-
1: fun, and he likes her as a person. He doesn't seem yeah. to be, he's not interested in her at in her money at all. I There's a little bit I really like when she shows him her engagement ring.
0: Wow, and look at the size he, of that thing. Yeah, it's not like, <laughs>
1: wow, that must be, it's always like, wow, look at that. You would have been, gone straight to the bottom <laughs> if you jumped. <laughs> it's like, that's what he thinks is just how heavy that thing must be. Yeah. And you genuinely believe he doesn't care if she has money. And, of course, she doesn't. We, he probably no. doesn't know that, but one of the things we find out is, you know, she, her family is broke. All they have is their name. That's why she has to marry Cal. Right. And, yeah, he is fun. And Cal, as we see, as you say, Cameron is not the subtlest. Makes it really obvious. Cal wants to control her. He takes your cigarette away. He orders food for her yeah, when yeah. someone's... When someone says, yeah, she's a pistol, that one, he goes, well, I'm just going to have to mind what she reads from now on. Like, the, gee, yeah, okay, we get it.
0: You're a jerk, even for 1912. Which brings us to Kathy Bates, whom I adore as the oh, unsinkable Molly Brown. She, she's great.
1: After the boat, she is my favorite character.
0: And I want I, to know so much more about her. I want more scenes with her and she, Rose.
1: And Well, the character got her own movie. The unsinkable Molly Brown. It was a musical. yeah,
0: yeah, But I mean, then it is depicted in this film. Oh yeah, it's no, like she's. She is I think great. she. Fu- I think she fully knows that the other society matrons don't like her, and she's like F- that. Oh, I have to beat that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the heck with that! Uh, I'm going to come and impress myself because I know it annoys you. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah, and she is absolutely immune to the glares, and the, you know she's obviously they think she should be you know, in awe of them or feel ashamed, and she doesn't know what that those words mean. She's just no. like, ah, yeah. I'm here and I'm just gonna talk I'm gonna talk to anyone I want about whatever I want, and I'm not afraid of any of you.
0: I'm new money, which as it turns out is the same money. I just haven't had it as long as you yeah, have. Exactly. And I didn't grow up with it. But guess what? I can buy the same stuff you can. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I I yeah. I've got a first
0: class cabin.
1: She dresses I, up like uh, Jack in a nice yep.
0: tuxedo. She just happens to ha- okay, whatever.
1: Well, no, uh, I, I look. I checked it, this. Uh, Molly Brown did have a son who was about twenty-four, who was not on the boat, and she would have. She very likely would have bought him clothes in Paris. Yeah. Mm. So no, that's not. I don't entire- know if you
0: would buy a tuxedo when the person who's wearing it isn't there. <laughs> eh, <laughs> Usually well, have to get point. those measured pretty well. That's fine. I don't care. That's a minor, yeah. minor point.
1: Oh, oh um, by the way, just if you're interested, I I, w- I looked this up too. Uh, I was curious about those suites. Mm. How much they would have cost? Ah, and uh, you know, you know, for the time and for this and that, and oh boy, you got to remember this is a one-week voyage. Yep. And uh, to oh, hang on, I had this. Yes, the most expensive first-class suite on the Titanic would have cost about forty-three hundred fifty dollars, which today would be about seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> Seven. Yeah. That's $15,000 a night for a seven-day trip.
0: Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, and see, this will be the measure of somebody who is born with money and somebody who's not. Because if it was me, I would sleep on the floor because I'd be afraid of doing anything to the sheets.
1: Seriously. <laughs> I, I'd, be,
0: I'd be like, my oh God, this is... Uh, you could
1: buy so many cars with just one week in this place, and yeah, I, I would be terrified of breaking things. I'm like, forget it. I'll sleep on the deck like Jack did and, and uh, go and buy buy a bunch of houses.
0: It's funny. A couple of friends of ours are wine stewards, and they gave me a really good scale that you can actually use to pretty much anything when you're trying to decide if you want to afford it or not. Yeah. And they, there's, a, there's a bottle of wine that we particularly like. It's a red, and it's an everyday bottle. It's it's not fancy, but it's good. It's got some depth of flavor. It's eight bucks, right? It is cheap. I like you've had it. It's the Dark Horse. Oh, okay, yeah, that is good. Uh, Dark Horse owes us money now, um, <laughs> and it's a Pick good merch. everyday wine, right? So then, when we have another bottle, oh, this do, this bottle's twenty dollars a bottle. Oh yeah, this is really good. Do you like it twice as much as you like that one? You know, actually, yeah, I do. This is worth that. And then we'll have another. This is a sixty-dollar bottle, dollar, a sixty-dollar bottle of wine. Oh yeah, this this is pretty good. Do you like it eight times as much as you like that other one? No, not eight times. Then it's not worth it. Huh? Interesting. And it's amazing. Like you sit there and said, oh, you could buy like my car. You know, it's, it's, I could have three cars for the price of one week on the boat. Mm. Now, I might think, if I have this money, will I ever get to do this again? Eh. Would it be worth it?
1: Well, obviously but, not. No, well, I
0: won't. <laughs> it'll
1: be at the bottom of the ocean, but... <laughs>
0: But, you know, that same sort of thing. So that's how I like that sort of slide. But again, somebody who's not ever going to have, be used to having money. I'll sleep on the floor. I don't want to touch anything. I'll break
1: something. <laughs> yeah, just the casual. Well, and again, that's a big thing in this movie is the difference between the rich and the poor. Yeah. And we it's a little heavy handed. It's like, oh, look, the poor are enjoying themselves in their poor ways down in steerage with their poor music and their poor dancing. And, and where would you rather be? Yeah, it looks like a lot more fun. I know As as opposed to what Sitting in a room Full of brandy And cigar smoke Yikes
0: I mean I like brandy But I don't I mean all those I hate those collars Itchy and uh, Oh the outfits
1: The outfits that they All had to wear I mean the men Had to wear the tuxedos Which let's face it They at least Didn't have to wear Corsets
0: No That whole
1: sequence The whole sequence Where Rose's mother Is lacing her Into the corset Which is good symbolism If a tad heavy handed
0: Well It's like yes
1: we get it You're strapping me Into this role You're Compressing me in my mind, you're squeezing the boobs of my intellect. I don't know.
0: Okay, the the I, metaphor may be taken a
1: little too far,
0: but I think about the only thing Cameron doesn't do is zoom in on a glass that has ice cubes in it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, they have ice on the Titanic. Well, boy, they're gonna learn about ice all too soon. <laughs> uh, before we get to the end, I would like to bring up a couple of, uh, of the other side characters. Uh, very briefly, we get Vasquez, uh, who is one of Cameron's oh, favorites. Oh, yes, Jennifer
1: Goldstein, uh, who shows up yeah. in everything.
0: And I'm sorry that she doesn't get to do more as an actress because I've liked her. In, like She was great as Vasquez. Why she doesn't have more parts and more things, I don't know. I, I it's don't know. too bad. She's, she's um, got
1: real range.
0: But we have another character. I'm sure you know who I'm probably aiming at. Oh,
1: it's a me, a Fabrizio.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote. Yeah. So this is, this is an actor who's apparently went on to be a director. Good choice. Uh, named Danny Nucci. Uh, Okay, so he is
1: at least Italian by Mm, birth. He was born in
0: Austria and raised in California. Austria? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Nobody buys his accent. Nobody. No. Nobody. Now, if I found out that that's his real accent, it isn't, um, I would say, okay, here's the issue. Even if you're genuine, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're playing the part well. And this Uh. guy terrible. Every moment he's on the screen where he's saying anything, and I just start giggling, because it's, it's a me, a Mario! Do-do-do-do. Yeah, okay, and where's he, Luigi? He really does stand
1: out, because I didn't think that about anybody else. Nope. When there's Tommy Irish, st- Irish stereotype, I'm pretty sure that was the character's name. Yeah, he sounded <laughs> Irish. I have no problem yep. with that. You hear the sweet because they they show like the people in steerage. Most of them were you know, European immigrants. They spoke all kinds. You had Swedes and Germans yeah. and French, and Russians, and, he, everybody. Yep. But no, and it's me, Mario. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you notice yeah. we don't hear any other Italian characters around to make him to point out how bad he sounds.
0: No. I was just,
1: honestly mm. during the movie kept expecting it to turn out he was. American or something else and was putting on the accent (laughs) that would have made the character more interesting for for some reason he's hiding who he is, you know, yeah, I am (laughs) the grandson of Kaiser Wilhelm and I am trying to get out of the country.
0: No one ever escapes from Starlight (laughs) 13. Pretty much. Yeah. So we're heading at that point. Do you have any other quick notes you wanted to get in? Cause besides Bernard Fox. Yay. Oh, come on. Bernard Fox has been in everything. His last movie was, sadly, was The Mummy, which would come out only a couple of years later. He played the old British pilot. Oh! He's oh, been in he's everything. So, he was so cool. Yeah, I like Bernard Fox. Anyway, mm. uh, um, any other... I really still... The
1: the scene that makes me tear up is when the string quartet is playing Nearer My God to Thee.
0: That's one because of the it's
1: so Because it's so beautiful, just... It says, all right, we're done playing, and he sends them off, and the... The, the the lead, the first violinist is looking around, and he's you just see in his eyes, it's like, there's no point. I might as well do what I can do. And he starts playing alone. Yep. And one by one, the other three come up and stand there, and they play that song, which is apparently what the, they were playing when the, the boat sank. And I think that's just, they, it's done really nicely. It's not shoved in your face,
0: but it's beautiful. Yeah, one of the few things that isn't. Yeah. Um, and I'm not crying, you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> But I am crying for our wrap-up
1: Ah, uh, yes
0: The Roundup Let's wrap this up <laughs> It's so all Max, over mm. So Max, yeah. does this film hold up? I mean, we, we could have gone on for another hour But uh, we yeah. did that last week
1: Honestly, I think it does There are parts that don't, some of the effects don't Some of the visuals don't And again, Cameron is not a subtle director but <laughs> not in this case But really, this is one of the best things I think he's done and uh, I think it's, it really works. You get this, even though you know what, what's going to happen in the story. I mean, everybody knows it's not a spoiler that the boat sinks. <laughs> if you don't know, too bad. Shame <laughs> on you. I mean, it means you've never like opened your, looked outside or anything or read a book. But wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah it, we we know it's gonna. But, but again, the question is who's who of them is going to survive. That <laughs> I we mean, don't. At
0: the very least. You don't have one of the lookouts going, Gosh, I hope no icebergs show up.
1: <laughs> they almost do. <laughs> they kind of you know, smell, smell it, icebergs. <laughs> it'll be hard to see with no water breaking around them or Without uh, another it, yes. warning about icebergs and oh that's fine. Better go By full the,
0: speed into the darkness. Whee.
1: You know the weird part, apparently, uh, if Titanic had hit the iceberg head on, they probably would have been okay.
0: Oh. they well, probably it's, yeah, it's pro- that point is probably a lot stronger than the sides
1: yeah it would have taken some damage but they probably would have limped into port even today's battleships if they got sideswiped like that they'd go they'd sink mm. yeah, really, yeah but uh I think it holds up I think some of the performances are very good although I think they're kind of wasted because this is not the movie uh, this isn't an actor's movie this is a movie no. about a boat yeah. it's a uh, ship excuse me it's about the ship. And it's about the event. It's an event movie. It's just this side of the Poseidon adventure. Or, <laughs> you know, if you had a few more guest stars, it'd be an Irwin Allen movie. <laughs> Except the first... I mean, it's we're like an hour and 40 minutes in before, before the hit. iceberg shows up. Yep.
0: I did the same t- same timing. It's yeah. very well-paced, yeah, yeah. It is very well-paced. Um, I You know, I still enjoy it. I definitely think looking back now I don't think it's as good a movie as it's thought of like as storytelling goes again like you said some of the problems with the performances are actually the overdubbing because they had to come back and loop this and you can Uh, tell mm -hmm. and it takes all of the steam out of some of the performances and it's really a shame Um, I think Leonardo does a great job Um, I think he's fine for this part well cast which I don't think about a lot of his later roles Kate Winslet's great she's British isn't she yes she is does a great accent. I bought it. I wasn't even sure. She's fine. Um, other ca- other performances, Billy Zane does the best he can. You know, I don't know if he can do better, but the part's not very good. David Warner's wasted. Um, other people, the mother, whoever plays the mother, she does fine. The captain's like, good. The captain's good for what little he does. He's fine. He mostly has to look like the captain, which he does. Um, the old lady, who the old Rose, is fine. I mean... Yeah. There's not a lot of 86-year-old actors out there that can still work and climb up on a railing and go, ooh, and throw the diamond into the water. <laughs> uh, Bill Paxson's Bill Paxson. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy, the bearded guy I really hated. I wanted mm-hmm. him to go he, away. He's, he's, yeah, they he... kept doing close-ups, and it's like, is this Cameron's brother? What? Mm. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Um, I thought he was very believable as a tech nerd.
0: I think that the idea was Cameron became obsessed with Titanic, and as it turns out, deep water diving for some reason. That just became his thing. And he knew that he couldn't just do a movie about, you know, like you mentioned, Irwin Allen used to do. Let's see how many people I can kill off. (laughs) Um, Because that's not what's going to sell the movie. That's not going to want to make us like the movie. It's not going to make us spend $2.5 billion on the movie, on seeing it. Um, It has to be about people. And so he does, and you know, he does join the two sides. He joins the rich side and the poor side. So we get to see a little bit of each. But it's cheese. It's good cheese. It's
1: very it's very fine cheese and pairs it, well with wine. Yeah. I, and little things. I, I like the contrast he uses. At the beginning, they show the computer simulation of the what it would have been like when the boat snapped. And it's very clinical and very simple and very cold. And then we actually see it happening. And it's terrifying.
0: Yeah. It's um, really disturbing. The, and The sense of scale is really well depicted. Yeah. And the sense like, of
1: panic and helplessness is really well conveyed.
0: Like you really had this schedule, it's like, when is dinner? In a half an hour? Oh, I better start now or I'll never get there. In time. Yeah, pretty much. Uh yeah, it's again, it's it ages fine. There's yeah, again, there's some parts you could sit there and go, Ah, special effects. I think sadly we're trained to look for them. And I bet most people, like the the people you mentioned that were CG'd, I bet most people don't notice them because they're not paying attention. You and I and a lot of people who are interested in this look for this kind of thing, and so we see it more. Um, So as an accomplishment for James Cameron, it's possibly his best big-budget film. I don't necessarily know if it's his... And I might put T2 up to it as as better told. Yeah, But I don't know anybody else, recently anyway, who's managed to get over three hours... And give me a film that I was not interested in every minute I was watching. It. Like yeah. you said, we get halfway, halfway before we get the iceberg. Mm-hmm. And that's when things get exciting and I was still interested. So... And yeah. it works
1: because the first half has been making us try to care about some of the characters, and we do. We Mostly. care about a couple of them. Yes, we do. We do. But next week. Next week, what? What other totally tubular '90s movie? Actually, that's <laughs> probably an '80s phrase,
0: isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what? What? What of the naughty '90s are you bringing us?
0: So next week. Um, is gonna be a little lazy, dude. Um, All right. Uh, it's this fa- film, I think, and it's got uh, guys in it and stuff. Um, okay. It's actually from one of my favorite directors, uh, Richard Linklater.
1: And I believe oh, it's not his... Tommy?
0: Not Tommy Wiseau? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no. Uh. Uh, and this is probably his first big film, and also probably his best known film it's a little little ditty that i like to refer to as dazed and confused
1: all right all right all right all right
0: that very film <laughs> so <laughs> next week you can just like meet us at the moon tower and you know slug one back take a yeah, take yeah. Whatever we'll, go you dri- do, we'll drive do, do...
1: up and down you know whatever. yeah
0: you know doing stuff so next week y'all can just like join us and do stuff